Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub podcast. My name is Gio Garcia and I'm joined with Gustavo. Gustavo, how you doing, brother? Hey, Gio. I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Hi to everyone who's watching us on the live stream. Excited to talk about MLS and the news that have come out in the last week. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously today, well, first of all, how you been? What you been up to? Well, I just took a little quick trip to Iowa from LA, man. That trip was no joke. 20 plus, how many hours was it? 20 plus hours on the road. It was pretty intense. So, so if you go from LA to all the way over there just make sure you you're prepared mentally for a long trip but it's what, pretty what beautiful though yeah what, t- what took you to iowa i've been I, I, I don't know if i i think that's potato country but i, I don't know what took you now <laughs> we're just a little last minute quick trip with the family um decided to go out there never been there you know try it out and just drive up there pretty pretty beautiful a lot of beautiful views you know passing through arizona utah Nevada and as well as Colorado, but yeah, man, it's a, if you, it's probably like mostly the 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 road that everyone takes going up to Chicago and and the the eastern states. But man, it was pretty fun. Glad to be here again, though. Home, I missed it. Uh, nothing like LA, man. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing like <laughs> LA. Uh, yeah, I was over the weekend. I was like, I, I gotta go to. I went to Point Doom for the first time. Nice, beautiful. Sites out there, just past a little bit past. I think it's still part of Malibu, but just past Malibu Beach. But it was nice to get out, you know, uh, you know, do some outdoor outdoorsy stuff. But you know, like uh, today, obviously news broke today of the schedule. Um, we got both LAFC and LA Galaxy. Um, so obviously, LA Galaxy. This is LA Galaxy. The group F. Uh, the first game is going to be. Uh, July 13th, uh, they're going to open against uh, the Portland Timbers. Then you got Defico, uh, which is against LAFC, right? You know, July 18th at right. 7.30 p.m. is going to be on ESPN. And then you got Houston Dynamo um, July 23rd. And we should mention, obviously, the tournament's going to open up with uh, Orlando and uh, my Inter-Miami uh, July 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and that's going to be on ESPN, uh, TSN, which is Canada's um, ESPN type of thing. Um, so, yeah, so obviously the, the broadcasters are ESPN, ESPN2, Fox, FS1, and Tune, which is uh, Univision. Um, mm-hmm. But what did you make of the schedule and everything that kind of came out? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, a back-to-back soccer games for every for the whole summer. Excited to see all the matches, especially, you know, us, us living in LA, watching this rivalry grow between LAFC and LA Galaxy. And I think that match, that's going to be the matchup of the tournament, in my opinion, on July 18th, which will air on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. I think that's the anticipated match, you know, yeah. because it's, it, it's actually two of the best teams uh, in MLS. And I think, 
it's going to be interesting to see if Carlos Vela actually plays in this tournament. It's still something to be decided on. But um, um, as we know, Chicharito confirmed that he will be there. And this matchup, man, is, is, is like we said, it's growing, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and also just want to hit on uh, on the LAFC schedule. So they open up on FS1 on July 13th, I guess, the Houston Dynamo. And obviously Saturday, July 18th, that's a big one against LA Galaxy. And then Thursday, uh, July 23rd at 7.30 against the Portland Timbers. Um, I was I was uh, surprised that it's a middle game for both LAFC and LA Galaxy. I thought it would be either the first game or the last game. Um, but it makes sense. Uh, I guess this is the way they want to do it. Um, you know, just with that, just with everything going on, uh, I mean, it's, it makes it, it's me exciting. You know, July eighth is just literally like uh, just a less than a what two two weeks away. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot going on. Um, but you did also mention obviously uh, Chicharito. He's been confirmed for LA Galaxy. Um, I will mention I did reach out to LAFC about Carlos Vela. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I didn't receive any comment about Carlos Vela. I asked if the team was uh, if Carlos Vela was confirmed for the tournament. Didn't hear back from the team, so I took that as no comment. Um, you know, so I ask you, what does uh, what does an LAFC what does what does uh, an LA, LAFC without a Carlos Vela look like, right? You know, yeah, it, it loses a lot. You lose not just playmaking, but also goal scoring. You have the MVP of the team, who pretty much in the first two games, which or last season. Pretty much show out, and he showed his potential and what he can do for for the team, and he stepped up on, on big games last season. So I think it's uh it, it will be a tough blow. We we actually were talking about it how how different of this team will be without Carlos Vela. I know he missed a couple games uh for because of injury last last season, as we as we saw after the uh, uh, Tráfico where he came out pretty mad after that injury, but um and we saw him like. Get mad at by Brawley after everything came and subbing him out, but I think it was for his own good. But yeah, in those games that Carlos Vela wasn't playing, I mean, LAFC still played great, played great uh, soccer. You re- you really didn't notice the the absence of Carlos Vela, but I think it's you're losing a leader, the captain, the MVP, and it will be a tough blow if LAFC doesn't count with uh, Carlos Vela because it's not just that, but also the league is one of the players that you look forward to watching the most because of what he brings to the game. Yeah, and obviously Carlos Vela is the heart, I mean, pretty much the heart and soul of the team. He just, I mean, he's able to spark, you know, give him the spark and, you know, he's their goal scorer, right? So without LAFC, without Carlos Vela, LAFC, I think in the tournament is not his favorite as much if you don't have right. him there. I mean, mm-hmm. if we just look at the uh, if we just look at the, the tournament, um, Nissan Dino, uh, obviously LA Galaxy, that's going to be a test. And then Portland Timbers. Um, obviously, all those three teams are going to be tough teams to play against. Um, right. I think Houston Dynamo's Christian Ramirez may not be in the tournament um, because he's also he also has a kid. He's having a kid. Um, so there's also been links, uh, reports. Uh, there's rumors um, online that a player by the name is – uh, is Iran Sahavi? He plays in the in the Chinese league, and he's rumored to be um, to be linked um, to come play for LAFC. But the only thing is just a rumor. The only thing is he would take up a DP spot. So right, so the mm-hmm. DP spots right now are Vela, 
uh, Rossi um, and um, uh, Rodriguez. Iron Rodriguez, yeah. Right. Yeah. So to me, it's kind of like a, a far stretch um, for that to happen. Um, but I think without Carlos Vela, I, I don't think LA is as favored to go as far as deep in the tournament. And then I also want to mention that the first three games of this tournament are going to count towards the season. So Houston right. Dynamo, LA Galaxy, and, you know, Portland Timbers. I mean, you got nine points that you could potentially get there. Um, if you don't have a Carlos Vela, you know, with the, you know, they haven't played in almost three, what, there's going to be three, four months together. Right. LAFC really loses a lot. I know they also signed Bride, uh, what's his name? Uh, BWP. I can't think of his name. Um, Brian Phillips. Yeah, Brian Phillips. Him, but I don't think that's enough without having Carlos Vela there. And I think uh, LAFC will struggle. I know it's going to be a new team without uh, Vela being there, being the heart and soul of the team. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's a tough position for Bob Bradley and company to to set up something, and especially in the offensive part of the field. You know, you have Vela who not only scores but also assists a lot. And he was involved in 50 plus opportunities last 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 season, setting up an MLS record as well. So I think it, it loses that, you know, the 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 depth uh, of the field up front. So it's gonna be a tough blow if he doesn't go. But I mean, LAFC has a lot of talent as well. So I, I'm sure they'll be fine. But yeah, it, without Vela, it's 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 hard to be, see them as favorites to win the tournament. Exactly, and this is this is I mean this is another opportunity I want to say for uh, LA Galaxy and Chicharito uh, to potentially obviously he he didn't have uh, the best start to the season, um, right? Um, you know, and I think maybe potentially if Vela's not there, it kind of takes off a lot of pressure uh, for Chicharito. Um, you know, depending on how he has to perform, and you know they start off with the bang. You know, with Portland Timbers, that's going to be a tough game, and if LAFC doesn't have Carlos Vela there. You know, that just gives them an opportunity to shine more and then Houston Dynamo. And the reasons why Bella wouldn't potentially go to the tournament is because his wife um, is having a baby or just had a baby. Right. Um, so it, that's the reason why he wouldn't be going. And, you know, we just we just had certain players in the NBA that they weren't going because, you know, they're potentially going to be gone. I think it's a month uh, for it was July, 8th, July 8th to the 11th, just over a month. You know, some teams are getting their – uh, right about now, I think San Jose Earthquakes just just got there uh, today. So you would be without your family for more than a month, and I think that's something that some players are willing to risk, which totally makes sense. Um, but I think, like I said, LAFC will lose out a lot without having Carlos Fellow there. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think it's uh, this tournament is going to be a, a gamble because, as we know, a lot of COVID-19 cases have been – growing throughout the state of Florida. So hopefully the players stay safe. It's it, it's something that we're going to be on the lookout for because you don't want any players to to attract the virus because then now they have to be quarantined for 14 days. And then it's going to be a whole lot of, a lot of different procedures. So hopefully everything plays out the best way and, and we have a good tournament. And they actually... As we were talking about it, Gio, they they made a couple of switches yeah. to the round of sixteen uh, birds. If um, if you want to talk about that too, yeah. So like, yeah, let's definitely hit on that. Um, I'm trying to look for that. So they made a tweak. Yeah. Um, for, the, for the round of for the round of sixteenth um, 
group. So obviously, I think Group A. Let me pull this up. Group A has what six teams? Yeah, and now the the first three will advance automatically. Yeah, so the first three of this group, uh, Group A, which has six teams, uh, is going to advance automatically, and then now the, the third place. Uh, so. And the rest of the other groups are going to have the top two teams. So group, right. group, mm-hmm. C, group D, group E, and group F, whichever top two t- teams from those groups are, are, are going to automatically move to the round of 16th. So this is where it gets interesting. So only the third, uh, so whoever finishes in third place out of the rest of those groups or potentially mm-hmm. group A, this is my understanding or, um, whoever has the best record or points so if you get you could potentially have four teams from group a move on to the round of 16s or it could just be three but you may have you know which it's it's going to be whichever top third team um has the the best points or the best uh or what you want to say uh, less goals against or whatever yeah after if they're tied pretty much in points yeah they'll go off the goal differentials Gold, goals, advantage on goals and defensive goals. So that's 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 gonna play part of it to decide who are the last three spots to go through. Yeah, exactly. The the last three spots. So it could be, you know, it could be a third team from Group F. It could be a third green, group for uh, Group E or a potential Group D. You know, so on and so forth. Or you can have, you know, Group A. You can have four teams out of that group move on to the round of sixteens. It all just depends. It's a little tricky. To kind of figure it out, you know, just obviously as we're talking about it, but that's one of the tweaks. And I think they going into that, they looked and they saw, okay, this may be. Um, I think that I was reading an article that it just didn't make sense how they had it, and I think right. this kind of solves some of the issues and how teams uh, finish. I think Sports Illustrated did a did a did a, a article on it. They did some math type thing of uh, the potential circumstances. And I think this is to eliminate that and just make it a lot more smoother and to potentially have that. And this is what happens when you don't um, have, you know, an even amount of teams because you have 26 teams. Uh, you know, you can't put half a team on one of these groups. And the, um, this this is what happens. And, you know, as the league grows to hopefully, you know, if there was 28 teams, you, you know, you'd be able to have seven groups or four or whatever. But um, – one thing I will say, I think um, teams or players that have played, because this is like a World Cup type format, right. mm-hmm. teams or players that have played in a World Cup format uh, are going to be used to this, right? If you played for the U.S. men's uh, national team or Mexican national team or whatever, or you're a coach, you know, like Bob Bradley or Bruce Arena from the New, um, New England Revolution, they know how it is. You know, these first three games. What, the first game score yeah. The first game is crucial. Well, I think this is more interesting than a World Cup because, you know, if you, if you win the first two or three games, like obviously you want to move on, but the first three games count towards the season. Right. You know, that mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing uh, opposed to if you compare it to a World Cup because the other teams, you know, you can lose a game or whatever, um, but it, it doesn't matter as long as you move on. But I think if you're any of these teams, you at least want to get a point regardless out of every game that you potentially play. You know, you like to le- at least get a – get a point, a tie, if you can't get the win. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be very interesting how all these teams come out, how strong the teams come out, and 
Um, just some of the key matchups I want to say. Um, some of the key games on July 8th, like I said, it's going to be Orlando City versus Inter-Miami. On July 11th, you got Atlanta United going up against New York Red Bulls. Uh, you got July 11th, FC Cincinnati against uh, Columbus Crew, which is the, the Ohio Derby there. July 12th, you got Real Salt Lake versus Colorado Rapids. Um, and then you also got on July 18th, El Trafico, LA versus LA Galaxy. And then on July 20th, you got Seattle Sanders versus Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, which are some of the games that um, the league, uh, you know, highlighted there. There are, you know, the games to watch. Um, but it's going to be exciting. Uh, 50, what was it, 54 games or 56 games? Yeah, 54. Mm-hmm. Um, automatically, you know, you're going to have, what, 16 days straight of MLS going on. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be shown on ESPN. Uh, a lot of these games are not going to just be shown on ESPN2. ESPN is going to promote it. Um, you know, it's going to be an exciting time for soccer in America and just the way for, just for it to grow like we've been talking about and them being the first actual league uh, outside the uh, first men's league to come out because I don't want to – Offend anybody, we know the NWSL just kicking off here in a couple of days. Right. It will be the official first pro league. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an exciting time for that, for the just to sport or soccer just to grow. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, if you could please go back to the, the group stage. And I wanted to point out well, the, the run of 16 matchups and when they will be played. Just to be clear, it'll be whoever wins group A will play the wild card of group B. Or C, D, or E. I know it's kind of confusing, but we'll see the whoever wins the wild card from those four groups. July twenty fifth, uh, the the runner up of Group A will face off against the runner up of Group C. July twenty sixth, uh, there will be two matches. Uh, the winner of Group B will face off against the third place te- team of Group A, and I mean while the winner of Group D will play against the wild card of Group. B, C, E, or F. And as for July 27th, which will also have four, I'm sorry, two, two games, the winner of Group C will play uh, will play the wild card of Group A, B, D, or F. And the other game will be the runner-up, the second-place team of Group B will face up against the second place of Group F. And as for July 28th, the, another two, games will be the winner of group e against the second place of group d and group f the winner will take on will take on on group yeah on group two i'm sorry no i'm just pulling this up i was trying to pull this up and uh group e let me repeat that is group f will face the winner of group f will play against the runner-up of Group E for the last game of round of 16. Yeah, so it's a little confusing. Obviously, we're just reading off here and trying to make this as clear as possible. When it's something like this, you kind of see some of the potential matchups. Yeah, some of the potential matchups. But I think if this was clear from the beginning for the MLS, I think this is one of the things that the MLS um, struggles at times. If they would have just had this from the beginning, okay, this is what we're going to – you know, they got to make these tweaks and these changes. Right. I just wish the MLS was more. I know they got a lot going on, but if you're going to put a tournament like this and then you make a tweak, then it makes this confusing for us, and then it makes it confusing for people. And then 
we got to understand it in order to uh, <laughs> explain make it, it. Explain or it. easier. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, I just wish they were more on top of it, more clear from the beginning than, you know, like tweaks like this to the tournament. I get it if it was a player or something like that. That would make sense. But um, that's the only thing that I just, ha- just have to throw in there. Um, yeah. You know, it's a little bit more complicated for us to to explain. You know, because we're still trying to process it and it and like, okay, how is this working? But as the tournament goes and as the bracket goes and as this tournament keeps going, we're we'll try to you know, um, in a way, try to dub down to what what's going on, who's which team's playing, who who's moving on to the next round. And obviously, what's interesting about this, once the tournament kicks off, okay, this team got two goals scored on and one goal scored on. This team has a clean sheet. You know, if you start seeing they have very similar records, that's where it's going mm-hmm. to start interesting uh for everybody else yeah definitely you start you start to see the matchups because like like i mentioned all these could vary all the matchups because i mean it could be different different teams different games every game is going to change and depends on the point and whoever cross uh goes through so we have to wait until like the last game of the group stage to see who are going to be the final uh 16 teams to go through yeah yeah, and, that, and that's, I mean, that's going to, it's going to be very interesting to see, but I'm I'm excited. Uh, one thing I wanted to pull this image of, this is from the MLS. I, it doesn't, it's not the best graphic, but, um, but where is it? Oh, let me, let me give me a second. But this is what I thought was interesting um, because the MLS, I know it's not like um, the best graphic. Uh, you're not going to be able to see it all, but um, they didn't put Carlos Vela on on this graphic and let me just pull this up and you, you get to see what I'm talking about. So you got mm-hmm. Jonathan DeSantos, um, you got a player for Toronto, you got Nato, mm-hmm. and you got Alejandro Bedoya. Um, right. And if I'm messing out this player's name, I'm sorry, but you don't have no Carlos Vela. And they, I pulled this image from the MLS website and you don't see Carlos Vela there. Um, and I thought that right. was very interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, because Usually, they usually promote. They usually the tournament. Yeah, want to who's who's gonna be the biggest star? But I think these are some of the images that will be used and will be shown on air and will be used to promote. And I mean, you think about it. It's July twenty fourth. San Jose is already getting there. You know, they want to get there as soon as possible. Right. LA Galaxy has confirmed that they're there. Like I said, so all these things are leading me to believe there's there's not nothing has been cleared yet. But it's leading me to believe that potentially there will be no Carlos Vela for this tournament. There will be no Carlos Vela for LAFC. And like we mentioned, you're not going to have, obviously, one of the biggest stars there. What does this mean for the tournament? What does this mean for LAFC? What does this mean for El Trafico? You know, a lot of questions. I just wish, I think we're going to get to know the answer um, towards, you know, towards the next couple of weeks, maybe this by the end of this week, we may know, or by you know by maybe July first when the teams, most of the teams will start to report there, start to get there. Right. Um, you know, so I, I just still find that very interesting, and to see that you know he uh, Carlos Vela was not on some of the MLS um, MLS websites, um, you know, promotional ads. You know, he wasn't on there. You know, that could just me be thinking far ahead. But I haven't seen him on any of LAFC's, you know, Instagram. You know, I haven't seen him training, um, you know. So who knows? I may 
be I may be way too into it, but you know, I'm, I just like talking about it. You know. Well, hopefully it's a surprise to everybody. He is coming with us, but yeah, by the looks of it, it's gonna be tough to see Carlos Vela playing for LAFC. Um, unless there's something they don't want to tell us yet, but hopefully uh, he does show up for the game. Unless he's really looking out for his health and the family of uh, the health of his family too. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a la- last minute decision. He does he does decide to go or whatever. He doesn't decide to go. Obviously, uh, I understand his his family, his his safety, everything is the most important thing, and as, as it should be, right? Um, you know, I just wish we would know, but I think they're going to try to hold off, hold off internal information as long as they can. So moving on, um, we got news this week that a couple players from the NWSL, the Orlando City Pride, uh, opted out of the tournament that's starting out here in a couple of days, um, because they contracted the COVID. They got Corona. Uh, a couple of the players went to a bar right. out in Orlando. And they got coronavirus, and then the whole team decided um, not to go. Um, and that was uh, very interesting. I, I could see like a couple players, but they decided to do a whole the whole team. And obviously, there were, uh, there's only nine teams, so now there's eighteen Eight. mm-hmm. even. Um, so I guess that that's one of the benefits. But you also have uh, MLS. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Uh, U.S. women's national team players uh, such as Tobin Heath, Christian Press, um, Carly Lloyd, Megan Rapinoe, and Mal- Mallory Poo, uh, pa, I'm, I'm terrorizing her name, are all out of the NWSL Challenge Cup. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are the big names right there. Yeah, pretty much uh, the whole part of the, the U.S. women's national team, the current World Cup champions, you know, big names, the, the, the players that attract – the the attention of a lot of a lot of fans from the U.S. But yeah, it's a big blow because a lot of people were excited to see this 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 pretty much tournament or the Orlando Pride come out, you know, uh, to play. But yeah, those uh, it was ten cases, Gio, six players and four staffs, mm-hmm. four members of the staff were. Yeah, tested positive for COVID nineteen, but they're asymptomatic, so that's the good news. Um, but yeah, they'll be they'll, they have been quarantined for for fourteen days uh, away from family, friends, and and everything. They did have to clean out the the Orlando Pride facility very thoroughly because they don't want anybody else to catch the virus. They're still waiting to do more tests to see if the if they'll, they'll come back negative. But, yeah, it's a, yeah to pretty much a uh, whole team not participate, it's pretty pretty tough on the on the NWSL because it was it's going to be the first uh, pro sports in America to come back. And and it starts, in, what, in three days? So June 27th, and it's going to be televised uh, nationally on CBS. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a big opportunity for the, the Pride to come out and show out. Yeah, you have you have uh, big names on that team as Ashley Harris, Sydney LaRooks, uh big time players as well. So yeah, pretty frustrating to to not have the team there because you know a lot, a lot of players were actually really excited to be there. They had a couple of players from Europe come out and fight the restrictions of their countries to come out and play. Now they won't be able to play. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough time for 
for the Orlando Pride, but I think uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how now the A team do do in this in this next tournament. Yeah, I should also say obviously Alex Morgan's not going. She just had a baby as right. well. So mm-hmm. A lot of big the big names from the U.S. Women's National Team are not there, and this is the only soccer that the women the now NWSL is going to have because right. after mm-hmm. this tournament they're not going to have anything else for the rest of the year until next April. And you talk about a lot of the women play for the national team, and this is how essentially they get warmed up. You know, they 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 stay ready for the world cup which is their which is the biggest stage for them and if they're not going to be they're not going to be able to be part of this the next time i think their season starts in april so right. we're in june july you know you're gonna have long, long, almost long, a year yeah more, like more than half a year um before things kick off for them and before they play uh group soccer obviously they'll have practices but before they have an official match you know that's a long time um, you know, for these women not to play, and obviously uh, health and everything goes first, first and foremost. But I'm just thinking of the the length that they're going to be away from actually playing this game because um, obviously the NWSL is still growing. There's still a lot, you know. There's only nine teams now. They're going to try. Obviously, we talked last week that LA, LA is potentially to get a team. So that's one of the struggles that they face. That this may be the only play this year, and they. Play until potentially next April. So those are some of the struggles. Um, you know, and I, and I should also mention that the tournament is going to be in Utah and it's not going to be in Orlando. Um, so, I mean, they, they're getting away from one of the hot spots as the end uh, the MLS is coming to uh, some of the hot, obviously the hot spot in Florida. And I just want to mention, uh, I just want to talk about the, the, the testing in Orlando for the MLS I'll just, I just think, uh, just thought this was interesting. So I'm just reading off the website. So, so the testing in Orlando for the MLS that says during an individual's first two weeks in Orlando, that person will be tested every other day. After the first 14 days, players, coaches, and pro staff will be tested regularly, including the day before each match. In addition, so self temperature screenings, uh, completion of standardized screening questionnaires and all that stuff, uh, is going to be there. Um, I know a lot of the things that kind of came up uh, for just the MLS and also in the NBA, the staff that is working there, they're able to go home. They don't have to stay in the bubble um, because of the so and the way they're able to, I guess, get away from that or not, or not say get away. I, I think that's a bad word um, because they obviously are not going to be interacting with the players. They're going to be wearing masks. Right social distancing and i think the disney workers are i was hearing that they're union workers so you mm-hmm. can't force them to stay um which i thought that was interesting so that's if for example a worker goes to a bar catches covid or whatever it could potentially affect the player that's what i've heard um i know that's kind of extreme um but there i think the mls is expected to have covid um players test positive um, that's that's gonna happen no matter what. I mean, NBA players are being, uh, you know, positive. MLS players have came out positive. Is a lot of this is asymptomatic, um, which I guess is probably one of the best reason or positives. Yeah, there's no symptoms. Yeah. So, so right. um, I don't know how many until they potentially stop the tournament or whatever. 
But if it's just a couple guys within the team, maybe they can just track them like, okay, these guys are out for 14 days or out for the tournament or whatever happens. I think it's just going to be very interesting how that happens and how the testing protocol and everything goes with the COVID-19 testing and everything. And some players don't want to live in the bubble. Don't want to be – I know it's a month. It's a long time. It's still a long time, you know. Um, You know, it's a long time. But at the same time, if this is what they got to do and they're okay with, you know, I'm okay with the players going there and playing if they're okay with it. You know what I'm saying? You can opt out of this tournament like we potentially may see some players opt out. But if the players are comfortable going with it, I'm comfortable with going. If they're not, then they shouldn't go. You know what I'm saying? How do you you feel about it? Because I know we're talking off the air that there's more cases coming on uh, every week. Yeah, I was reading this tweet from Patricia Massi. Hopefully I'm saying the name right, who covers Florida and Puerto Rico uh, for the New York Times. So she said that there was... Florida has once again broken its record of new coronaviruses cases in a single day, which was 5,508 cases. So, yeah, you talk about the, the, the workers who get to go home. Yeah, they, they, they run a high risk of contracting the virus. So it, it's a – yeah, the MLS has to be very, very careful in regards to, to testing players, making sure they're safe and everything because you don't want – one player to catch it because then you start spreading it around. And now you have to, like we mentioned earlier, you have to isolate them for 14 days and they lose uh, a lot of playing time. So it, it pretty much backtracks what the tournament is. And to be losing players like that, it could be a high risk for, for the MLS. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of that stuff is going to come down to how comfortable the players are, right? And everything that they feel comfortable with and how the bubble really works, you know? And because, like we said, like, the cases are rising in Florida, but the players, I guess the benefit of them going to Florida is that they're going to be in a bubble. Right. They're not going to be out in public going to the bars or they're not going to be, you know what I'm saying? Doing all this stuff because, like, right now, like, like right now, like, I think Florida, Texas, Arizona, even California, where are, the state's starting to grow, um, you know? And in those states... I don't know if this how much this helps or not, but they they're not mandated. Some states are not mandated to wear masks. Other states are, you know. So I don't know how much that helps or how much that is. I think it comes into obviously you have a health the you know doctors, or scientists or whichever that's hired there, and you know you kind of leave it up to them. And also you want to make sure what the players have to say. As of right now, you know the biggest concern that I've heard. From you know, just reading and stuff is that them them being stuck in there for the bubble and not being able to go out and come back in. Um, you know, obviously the case is rising. You know, and obviously a lot of the players that may or may not go is because they, you know, like we said, like uh, their wives are pregnant or just had babies or maybe having babies. You know, and that to me all makes sense. You know, that to me makes all the sense that why they wouldn't want to go being away from the family or potentially having one of the families catch it by going to this tournament. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, also going back to the NWSL, it's the, those type of cases make you uh, doubt if you want to go as a player to yep. to go play to Utah because it, it's it's you never know who might catch it on the way there or if there's someone there. And as we've seen 
I mean, cases where they test positive, but then they retest them again, they're negative, uh, but also the, they come out positive. So it's, it's, it's a, like we said, well, like I said earlier, it's a gamble. I mean, you're trying to play soccer because that's what you do. You That's, that's your profession pretty much. And I think it's, it's something that you really want to give the fans out for them to uh, watch, you know, especially in these tough times. But I mean, I think safety is first in my opinion. So I think the players are going to be really, really, uh, thinking about this, hopefully they they stay in their bubble as well, as well in the U- NWSL as well as the soccer players, because it's a big issue. You don't want to uh, attract the virus and and spread it around, not not just to your family but other players as well. Yeah, no, and I, and I completely agree with you. I feel like there's just so much uh, information out there that you know. In the beginning, we did know about Corona. We didn't know. Um, you know, because I when I first heard about it, I'm gonna be honest. I, I thought we were, I thought I was gonna die. You know, I was like, yeah. you know, like that's how. Like that first week, I was like, I'm uh, you know, I'm not going out. I, like, I don't know, like, because I was trying to go on Amazon and buy like an N95 or whatever mask. Couldn't get it for like. I'm gonna die. You know, like yeah, it, like, it does scare you. It's a big, it's a big deal because. It's a it's a pandemic, so it's, it's something that doesn't have vaccine yet. Exactly. And I feel like if it wasn't for, well, I was gonna say not not just that there's no vaccine. It's just like I didn't know any. I I never lived through like I don't know anybody that has lived through a pandemic and like yeah, this is you know you hear about like yeah, it, it, it it's like years Spanish yeah. food, like a million people, two million people, and I I didn't know like I didn't know. Uh, that it was like older people or people that you know had like immune immune system or whatever. Like once I learned more about it and started to understand it more, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. And then you know you start seeing like if you do. By no means I'm not a doctor, but this is what I've been you know hearing and researching. Obviously, it's still very serious, and obviously in the in, in the U.S. we still haven't kind of control over it, or we haven't bent the curve or whatever you want to call it. But I don't feel as I still want to be safe. But I don't feel as I want to say like scared or frightened like I did when I first heard about it because I didn't know. You yeah, know, definitely. That, you know, been out, been doing things. I think like the first week I was like, "What's going on?" But now I feel you know. But obviously, I don't have like you know, I didn't have just a kid like these players or like you know, a family or whatever that could potentially. I do have a family, but not like you know, kids and stuff that I could potentially you know give this to or they may have. Um, respiratory issues or whatever, you know, the things that may cause someone to potentially die from COVID. Yeah, definitely, because it's, it's a big deal, you know, and it's something that you have to not just look out for yourself, but your family members who you live with, especially your parents, you know, it's, they're more um, capable of getting that disease because of their age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, you just have to be careful. I mean, if you have to wear the mask, wear it. It's not that hard, you know, it's just, it's a little bit of a couple of minutes, a couple of hours. Um, if you think about it, you don't have to wear it eight hours away uh, a day if you're working like other people are. Uh, oh, so that's, it's, that's, that's that's why I feel like, dang, people working, yeah, they have yeah. to wear the mask all day long. I'm like, but I yeah, like so I mean, it's like part of the uniform. Like, you know, you pack so I mean, it. yeah, it's, I mean, I get it. People want to go out, but it's, it's something that you have to really 
you not not be selfish. You know, you have to take care of yourself and stay home. If you really have to go outside or travel, uh, then go for it. You know, uh, I think it's it, and even if you travel, just just wear your mask. Even if you go to another state, that's what I did this this whole time, man. And it's, people look at me weird, but uh, I don't care. It, well, let me let me talk let me talk to you about this. I know we're gonna get kind of like an attention. So I've been, <laughs> I've been to Nevada, I've been to Arizona, yeah. and obviously California. In Arizona and Nevada, you don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, I think that's what I noticed too. Today in Nevada, you do have like to like the governor today. You have to wear a mask. Um, but that's the tricky part. Like if you travel, not saying that you are, but like you go, you know, to a different state, the laws are different. Right. So I just feel like the tricky thing about this is like when I went to Arizona, like. I didn't have to wear a mask, mm -hmm. you, you know, like in LA, everybody, you're wear, like, if you don't wear a mask, people are, you know, they look at you. If you're going to a store, I would say, like, if you're going to the beach, no one's really, people have masks, but they're not really wearing masks because it's outside. But if you go into a restaurant to you go into like, I feel like if you go into a public indoor setting, more people wear masks. I know they want people wear masks out in a public setting, but like at the beach and stuff, you know, that people weren't really wearing masks. So I think the confusing part for me is like when I went to Nevada or uh, Arizona, it's different than people, some people won't wear masks. So I feel like it's kind of hard to get like with like 330 million people to get under the same thing. And, you know, people feel like, oh, I don't want to wear this mask because this is against my rights or whatever. So I think it's tricky because we don't have all the information and a lot of people some people just don't want to wear masks. So they really just stubborn. Yeah. yeah but I mean, some people just don't want to wear a mask. And like, um, and I, but if you're going into a restaurant and it says wear a mask, I think you are face covering, not just are face covering. That's when I'm like, okay, it says to wear that. Then I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'm not going to wear this. You know, you know, it's just, it just, that's what I think is so tricky and so interesting. Um, you know, cause like, I, like you said, you drove up to Iowa and I'm pretty sure you stopped at different places. Some people were, some people weren't. Yeah. And again, you're like in a city like LA, New York, whatever, you know, people live on the top of each other. It's easier to spread, but you know, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. You don't have to listen to me. I'm just rambling on just, you know, just speaking out loud. So that, those are my two cents. I'm you had to get it off your chest. No, I had to get off my chest. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm, like, I'm confused. Like, why is it here? You know, it's like, I don't know. But I'll be respectful, you know, if that makes people, you know, I, I got no issues with it. I just wish we had more information. And I, yeah, for me, I, honestly, I just want to be past this. And, you know, I want like, all right, I've experienced this. Let's, let's get through it, you know. Yeah. yeah. The games, but I understand that this is going to last a lot longer than we thought. And, you know, we still got the fall to come. And that's when, you know, fall, winter, some people go. Really yeah, that's true. And I think, uh, yeah, you really touched on that. But, yeah, as long as, I mean, if you don't want to wear a mask, I get it. It's your thing. Hopefully, you come to reason to do so. But, yeah, when I traveled, man, I, I, I make sure every time I – because we have to stop for gas so yeah. and get some food. So, I mean, I wear my mask, wash my hands, hand, hand sanitizer all around, man. It's You just have to be really careful. And I'm sure uh, if you're from California, for now, you have to wear a mask all the time, even if you are in public. So, I mean, just follow the guidelines. It's not that hard. Uh, like I said, it's it's just a couple minutes, a couple hours. So if you don't like it, just stay home. 
you know, don't don't be spreading uh, um, your well, how would I say your germs, I guess. But I mean, it's it, it's it's not that hard. So, not, and I'm not getting mad, you know. It's but yeah, uh, no, Twitch is on. Yeah, to everybody has a thought on this. I just wish we were all under the same page. Right. I mean, it's for our own good. Recently, you know, but that to me is what's confusing. But anyways, um, I think we just wrap it up with there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we got we hit on a lot of things. Um, I'm just gonna pull this back up. Uh, Group F, big date there that you guys see, July 18th. Uh, LAFC versus LA Galaxy. It's gonna be Saturday on ESPN. Um, also, the way they kick off the both teams, LAFC and LA Galaxy, will open up on July 13th. Um, it's gonna be exciting, exciting time. We're just literally, literally just a few days away. I mean, I mean, a few weeks away from this tournament kicking off. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it to have come back. I'm excited that the tournament uh, schedule was dropped today. Um, like we said, we don't know if Carlos Vela will be there. Um, that's definitely gonna change a lot of things for LAFC. Uh, but Gustavo, let the people know where they can follow you. Yeah, definitely. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gustavo A underscore Ortega. As you see it right there on the bottom of your screen. Yeah, just uh, talk to me about soccer. How you feel? Do you feel excited about this tournament? I'm really, I really do feel like everything's going to play out well. And as well as for the MLS and the NWSL. I know they just had a, a small setback, but I'm sure they're going to have a, a wonderful tournament, which starts this Saturday. I mean, if you guys want to know more about the NWSL, you guys could find me there. I tweet. And if not, you guys don't like my information, I mean, I could refer you to some great journalists who also cover women's soccer and as well as the M- MLS. Yeah. Obviously, I think they kick off here in a couple of days, June 27th for the NWSL. Um, guys, obviously, you guys can follow me at Gio Garcia LA and also follow us on social media on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram at LA Soccer Hub that you see down below. Uh, It's been a pleasure, Gustavo, uh, doing this live stream. Guys, we'll catch you guys next time.